Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing Any of the relationships that y'all changing We rearranging, making the shame shift Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift All on Yeshua man, the rest is manure man I'm dying daily so I rise up a purer man Press and be daily so my sins looking fewer man Washing the blood so my sins down the sewer man yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be uh, Yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be Boomsies Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen I am your host, Tim Ross Happy New Year Welcome to 2024 I mean, aren't you glad to be here? Aren't you glad you made it? Uh-huh. Can we put some hands lifted in the chat? All shades. Can we put some claps in the chat? All Lord. shades. Can we get some and praise gods? Can, can we get some worship from people? Can what whatever we doing? Like, like it's 2024, y'all. We made it. You might have came in on a yacht. You might have came in on a cruise liner. You might have came in Donkey. in a tugboat. You might have came in on a little raft. Woo. You might have came in on a broken piece of wood, but it's kept you afloat. You might have came in on in a little inner tube. You might have came in with one basketball that you're double clutching, and and but you made it. Like like before we start anything. We made it. You made it to 2024. And now that you are here, you should expect God for more. Like, like whatever, whatever was unresolved in 2023 does not mean that God ignored you. It does not mean that God has forgot about you. It does not mean that God isn't for you. It just means that the story isn't Finish. It means that the job isn't done. It means that there is more in store for you. And whatever has been promised to you, all promises come with problems. And so don't you look at your problems and think that because there's an issue in the way that the God of the issue isn't ahead of that way. He is for you. And he is more than the world against you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, God himself will condemn. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. God will open doors that no man can shut. He will shut doors that no man can open. You need to thank God for open doors and you need to thank God for closed doors. You need to thank God for yeses and you need to thank God for noes. You need to thank God for green lights and you need to thank God for red lights. Uh-huh. He will make crooked paths straight. He will bring the high places low. He is for you. That's how we start in 2024. That's how we start in the first basement podcast. Remind <laughs> 
have a God that is greater than anything that you could ever go through. There is no there is no temptation that is going to be able to overtake you because the God in you is greater than what is ever bothering you. There is no generational curse. There is no generational habit. There is no traumatic event that can eclipse the light, the love, and the hope of Jesus Christ that is down on the inside of you. If you are here and you've been rocking with us and you don't even believe that Jesus is Lord, but for some reason you feel safe down here, this has become your asylum. You have found a place where you will be protected. You will not be judged. You will be seen. You will be known. You will be loved. And you will be honored. You may not be agreed with, but you will be loved. You may not be um, a, a person that I can spend a full day with, depending on your disposition, but you will be loved. You will not be judged here. You will not be, you, you, you will not be bullied here. You might be challenged. You might challenge me, but, but you will be loved here. You will be loved here. The basement is a safe place. That's why people press B and come down here because the basement is a safe place. Let me just, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm talking my talk right now. Let me, let me just keep talking real quick and let y'all know that this is, this is what the basement is about. This is what the philosophy is about. We press B because we want to leave the lofty ideas and the thoughts that uh, uh, getting to the top is the objective that God wants us to get to the top and that we must scratch and claw and find ladders and grappling hooks to get to the top floor because on the top floor is where everything that God has for us is. No, no, he is close to the brokenhearted. He is close to those that are meek and mild. He is close to those that humble themselves. That's who gets exalted. Those that go low go high, and those that go high get lowed. So we are in the basement. A whole community of people, a whole bunch of dwellers, activated together, praying for each other, loving on each other. Our Discord is popping. We got hashtags for everything. We got... Uh, uh, men holding men accountable. We got women holding women accountable. We got people that feel safe enough to give us the gift of their vulnerability to tell us why uh, they're feeling the way they're feeling, how they got into how they're feeling. We got people that have confessed abortions to us. We have people that feel safe enough to tell us about uh, how their sexuality bends in certain directions and orientations and how they struggle with lining that up with the truth of Scripture. We got people in here that have talked about lies and talked about pettiness and talked about um, uh, their arrogance and their pride and their highs and their lows. And guess what? We still love them. Guess what? We still say there's value in them. We might we might challenge them. We might tell them, you know what? You need to repent for that. You need to change your mind about the way you see that. But guess what? We love them. And we love because we're commanded to love. We love when we don't feel like it. We pray for those that despitefully use us. We pray for our enemies. However many or few they may be, we pray for people that... Um, that like talk bad about us. It's one thing to disagree with somebody, but 
when you start calling people dumb and saying that, you know, um, you might be dead by next week and stuff like that, that's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, but broken people break people. They don't know how to, if you're broken, you don't know what to do with something that's not broke, except break it. Some of y'all are so broken that you can't, you can't enjoy your relationship until you break it. Because you're not used to nothing being fixed. So even if everything's going good, you have to make it go bad. Because unless it's broken, you don't know what to do with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm just here, you know what I'm saying? I'm just here because I love you. I'm not here so I don't get fined. I'm not here so I don't get fined. I'm here because I love you. And uh, I can I say I missed y'all? Listen, I loved my time away. I did. I loved my time away. But, ooh, yeah, that's right. And thank you. I missed y'all so much. Oh, I missed being here. Woo! I missed being here. I might go three hours. Amen. I don't know. I don't know. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I am. But I am saying I miss y'all. And what do you do when you miss somebody? You 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 know what I mean? You want to make up for some lost time. <laughs> and that's why I'm just taking the time up front to just tell y'all that I love you. That I believe in you. That I'm so grateful that you've chosen to be a part of this community. That I'm so grateful that you've chosen to press B. Um, we got over 20,000 people that have downloaded the B-Side app. Come on now. I thank you so much for your support. Um, so, uh, what, about 5,000 active subscribers? Or 5,500 active subscribers, something like that. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the uh, app, maybe maybe you downloaded the app and subscribed, and after a couple of months you unsubscribed. Resubscribe. Resubscribe. Get your get your get be a part of this community in a way that um, supports us and supports uh, each other. And um, so yeah, um, let's go twenty twenty three into twenty twenty four. Whole lot to talk about. Um, where do I start? Um, I, again, I think this might go two hours more than two hours. I'm just telling y'all up front because I want to take my time. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to take my time and 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 deal with stuff. Okay, so so let me. Um, many of you have been asking about Sammy, so let me tell you, Sammy Sammy isn't gone. He's just he's just not on uh, uh, the basement anymore. And I saw a lot of y'all in the chat over weeks over weeks. You, pr I'm praying for Sammy. Is Sammy okay? Sammy's Sammy's great. So let me tell you what the deal is. Um, the B-Side app, our company, uh, is growing and evolving, and we had to divide and conquer. And so Sammy is working on other projects. And it was that was tough. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. And I'll take with me the memories to be my sunshine. Oh, I choked. Let me just drink this. My my voice said, "Don't don't do what you can't do." Sammy's an OG. Uh, he's 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 an OG in the basement. He's always going to be basement. We got tats. 
we're we're together for life. Them, them BTETs, we are together for life. We started and this together. We started this together. And it, it, it won't be the last time you see Sammy. It's just that he we had to divide and conquer. And so he's producing other shows. Uh, Hector and Huli are on this show. Oh, let's keep going, shall we? I'm sorry. Juliana. Somebody put a ring on Juliana's finger. Oh Lord have God. mercy. Lord have mercy on my soul. Somebody put a ring on Juliana's finger. Show the ring. Show the ring for Christ. Ay, maha. Somebody put a ring on Juliana's finger without getting my blessing. Oh, no. Without checking in with me. Without asking my permit, no, I'm just oh, kidding. No. I'm not Juliana. Like no, no, no. I'm not Juliana's father. Um, um, I am so ha happy for you. Um, I, I, and I'm not trying to mush this all together. Obviously, I I want to give y'all context to Sammy, but but there's like nothing more to like elaborate on. Um, uh, B side app is growing. Um, when this was just a show with just us. And and let's be let's let's keep it a buck as far as OGs. Me, Hector, Sam, JB, mm -hmm. Hooli. That's it. That's the crew. That's it. And no matter how much things evolve or change, the basement started. Me, Hector, Sammy, JB, Hooli. Point blank period. JB started with us he's giving he he was on the show he gave you the uh his own testimony about having to go to rehab and when he came out he was like yo i'm not supposed to come back god just <laughs> used me to get you started because his being on his podcast is what started this one right and then um sammy with us uh from jump and then now with b-side like having to Go do other projects, and then Juliana, mm -hmm. rocking with us. Mm -hmm. I, man, you know, I don't try to dictate or control people's life, but I'm telling you right now, if Huli walk down this aisle and go on our honeymoon <laughs> and come back from our honeymoon with that, we just had sex glow, and then she's <laughs> like, you know what? I don't feel like posting your stuff no more. I am going to cry in a corner. And then I'm going to be happy. <laughs> I'm going to do a cartwheel first, though. I'm going to do a cartwheel and be happy, like, yay, holy. And then I'm going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> holy! <gasps> Why, holy? Why, Lord? Can we go to the wedding? Uh, Y'all didn't receive the save the dates? I sent it to you. It's in it's in February. Yeah. Huli's like, listen, I ain't wasting no. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a small intimate wedding. What? H H Huli said, here's what we not gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> wait eight months. <laughs> Huli said, we ain't waiting eight months. I'm about to I'm about to get married now. N e o w. Everybody, put that in the chat right now. Now. Huli said, the rings on my finger. What I'm gonna do? Wait eight months and plan a wedding and invite 500 people for y'all so for you to watch me <laughs> kiss my my husband and I gotta feed y'all <laughs> and do logistics and give y'all colors and then pay for a venue. 
Huli said, Huli said, small and intimate. Now, you see all these in the chat? Those are for you, Huli. Now. Now. Huli is, hey, Huli's off the market. I know some of y'all tried to shoot y'all shot in them DMs, too. You know what I'm saying? They were like, hey, hey, Tim, hey, Huli. I don't know how I made your voice drop in a DM, but that's how it sounded. Hey, Tim, I know you don't get this. Huli. I don't know if you've uh, oh looked at my profile, but uh, oh I'm available. Whoa. I heard your testimony, Huli, and I, oh I've been praying for you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Huli, Huli's fiance might have something to say about that now. Does that sound weird to say? Yes and no. Well, you ain't got to say it for that long. True. You're going to be a hus- you're going you're going to have a husband in another month. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. You should be excited. I'm and I I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm so genuinely happy for you. But you well, not you. He really has to know that he needs he, he needs to like really be okay. Cause he can get stomped. <laughs> like, like that's the thing with all, like all my god sisters. Like, that's the that's the side effect of being in relationship with me. All 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 these dudes is on notice. You know what I'm saying? This is how this is how she was when she walked down the aisle. Don't 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 don't. I ain't and I ain't I not asking dude to be perfect. Amen. All I'm saying is watch yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. Don't have Huli texting me. Talking like this nigga done lost his mind. <laughs> Not that she would write that, but that's the way I would interpret it. <laughs> T.O. Tim, this nigga done lost his mind. Because I'm going to be like, Huli, pull up real quick. Where are you at? I'm not threatening your fiance. No, not are. at all. Except for the fact that I am. The chat is I, I am. I'm telling you now. Don't mess with my people. <laughs> and we are live streaming the wedding on the basement channel, so you guys hop in. Hey, I wouldn't be a part That's of that. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> I was playing, but you made the face. I thought you were going to like No, 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 no. She says small and intimate. Yeah. No we more do, than 50 people. Yeah, no more than 50 people. Okay, but we, so can't, we can't have 700 people online like, Juliana! <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, love so you, I love you so much. I'm so happy for you. Um, so uh, I gave y'all the skinny on Sam. I gave y'all the. Um, I don't even know if you wanted me to tell people, Julian. I did not ask your permission before I said that. Oh, it's it's good. Okay, great. All good. Thank you. Got nothing to hide. And that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. That's beautiful. Listen, y'all. A whole lot went down while we was gone. Lord have mercy on my soul. Amen, brother. Mm hmm. We are in the world, but not of it. Uh-huh. But there's a whole lot going on in the earth. And uh, uh, if you haven't heard, seen in totality a clip or anything uh, as it relates to the interview between one Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams. Mm. 
on Club Shay Shay. Let me tell you something. That um that interview that interview was very very interesting. Um I saw a clip of it first, and then um, I saw two clips, and then I saw three clips, then I saw four clips, and this was all within, you know, <clears throat> you know, twelve hours of it coming out, and then this is when I knew it was something, because my wife texts me. I had been out all day. And I'm just seeing a few clips on Instagram. And then my wife texts me as I was driving home that evening, and she said, have you seen this Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp? I'm watching it right now. Let me tell you something about Juliet. Juliet listens to worship music from Africa and a British man read the King James Version of the Bible in her ear. That's all Juliet's listening to at all times. Juliet don't watch podcasts. Juliet don't watch this podcast. Sometimes she hears it, <laughs> but she doesn't watch the podcast. Um, and when she was watching it, she said, I'm like 45 minutes into it. I pulled it up in the car on my way home because I was at my friend's house doing a pod. I pulled, the, I, pulled the, um, I pulled it up on my way home and started listening to it on the way home in its entirety that way when i got home with juliet um we we sat down together watched it over two days and listen i don't know what is true and i don't know what is false as it relates to everything that um cat is saying what i will say is that i believe the reason why this has gone viral is because you watched a man sitting on the couch responding to comments that were said by other comedians and he responded with his truth to those comments and the way he spoke his truth was so compelling that 34 million people have watched that interview. There is a way people can say a thing that can be telling. There's a way you can watch a person say a thing and know, you know what, I'm not sure. There's just something intrinsically, I don't know for sure, but something in my heart says, I shouldn't believe this, or this is untrue, or this is not trustworthy. And there's some people that talk, 
and they sound very convincing. And they could be lying. There's other people that talk, and they're speaking the truth as they've experienced it in a way that is so compelling. You're like, I don't know, but it sounds like he's telling the truth. <laughs> so it was absolutely compelling. And it was like I couldn't take my eyeballs off of it. And um, um, it, I think it's I think it's really good for us to break down and for us to talk about um, because there is a so so let me tell you what I was processing. I had to process this with some of my some of my friends. When I watched the interview, I'm gonna tell you the impact that it had on me. When I watched the interview, there were there were. I felt a way, and I'm going to tell you what I felt. I felt, um, I didn't know, I didn't know how to pinpoint this at first, but here, here's what I'll, here's what I'll, here, here's the, my first attempt at, at this. This is the first attempt out that, that I was making when I, when, when I was processing the interview. I thought, I think I was feeling jealousy. And I'm like, why am I feeling jealous? What am I feeling jealous about? And and as I located it, I, I felt like I was feeling j jealous of Kat because uh, he was speaking with a liberty publicly that I don't have. Now, here's the thing. I have a lot of liberty. <laughs> I feel like I have a, a God-given liberty um, to, to speak what, what I speak about publicly. Uh, I feel like I've been anointed to do it. I feel like I've been commissioned to do it. And to that end, I do it. Um, if I cross the line or overstep my bounds, I have no problem uh, apologizing. I have I have no problem repenting. Uh, I have no problem saying I'm sorry if that's the case. Um, but there are certain things um, that I cannot say publicly uh, because in the same, because the liberty I have that allows me to say certain things publicly, there's also um, a boundary that I feel like I have biblically where I can't say certain things publicly. And th this is my, this is the way I've interpreted the Bible. This This is based on the way I feel convicted by the Holy Spirit. So somebody else might have a completely different conviction and might want to handle something a completely different way. Um, but I have gone on record, if especially if you're a dweller here, I have gone on record multiple times uh, about how I feel as a believer in Jesus Christ as it relates to calling out certain things. Um, uh, I call out behavior um, and will always call out behavior uh, before I call out um, a person. Uh, if I have anything to say about a person, I will say it to that person. Um, and that's the way I've, uh, this is not new. This is way before this interview uh, came down the pike. So there's, there, there's no switch up in me. This is the way as I've, uh, uh, interpreted scripture and and just so y'all understand back in I think like 
2020, um, there was a whole lot of preachers that were just, quote unquote, dropping dead, right? Like scandal after scandal after scandal, issue after issue after issue. And I knew a couple of them. And um, I, I started reaching out to my peers in ministry through text message. But before I reached out to my peers in ministry through text message, I was like, Am, is what I'm about to text them gossip? Is what I'm about to text them slander? Is what I'm about to text them a rumor? Is what I'm about to text them divisive? Like I literally did all these checks within myself before I even sent the text messages, not like got on a pod, text messages to my friends end to end encryption man <laughs> and i was still going through all of these checkpoints and i was like and so that is what drove me to go into scripture and to find out okay how, in new testament how how did how did how did we deal with confrontation of individuals right and so you go to that individual then you try to resolve it if that you take two or three witnesses um, uh, if that doesn't work, go to the church leaders. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, y'all got to bust a move, right? Excommunicate, disassociate, whatever we got to do. Um, uh, outside of, outside of uh, the confrontations Jesus had with the Pharisees uh, and the Sadducees, um, then I had to go and start breaking down, okay, how, how did Paul, uh, uh, how did P Paul deal with, with um, confrontation? And uh, there's only seven people that, that, that Paul mentioned by name. I did not know that I was going to do this, but I got this in my notes because um, it's a uh, mentioned by name, mentioned, Paul mentioned by name. So this note, okay, uh, people Paul mentioned by name, uh, Phygelus, Hermogenes, Demas, Alexander, Hymenaeus, Philetus, and um, or Philetus and Peter; those are the only people Paul mentioned by name, and and he had uh, a personal relationship with all of them. And so, um, uh, so so I was within my bounds after I did all that checking. I was I felt like I was within my bounds to reach out to my peers and let them know, hey, two people that have now become public, um, uh, uh for some stuff, and this was back in twenty twenty. Um, I said, I know, I know them and I need you to know because we frequent in these circles, these two individuals I know for a fact are involved in the allegations that have been made against them. And uh, because I have a relationship with you and we have a mutual relationship with them, I need you to know that I know this for a fact and I would advise you to be very cautious about how you continue to have a relationship with this person because this person didn't just stumble or, or uh, have a mishap. This is a sinful lifestyle that they are unrepentant in. Do you understand? Do you hear the parameters that I'm talking about? I'm not talking about somebody that, that just fail. Okay. Cause I've fallen. We've all fallen. All have fallen short of the standard, the glory of God, right? So I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about not making mistakes. I'm talking about a habit, habitual 
willful lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle of sin that is a pattern and it is, it is unrepentant. You are doing it and you don't even feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yet you call yourself a believer in Jesus Christ and you're compromising other people's walks because you are in an unrepentant lifestyle. The more influence you have, the more people you compromise in the process. So I started texting those people and telling them, hey, watch out for homie because that ain't the move. Now, what have I done um, since this pot has started? I've called out all the behavior. Y'all can go back. Y'all can go back from the time. Pot, um, this Y'all can go back to episode one and work your way up. Ain't nothing out right now that I haven't called out. Well, were you talking about this guy? Were you talking about that guy? Were you talking about this person? Or are we talking about that person? If the shoe fits, wear it. That's where I am with it. If the shoe fits, wear it. Bottom line. I have been very detailed. <laughs> I've been, I've, been, I've been as detailed as the Bible when it comes to calling out certain patterns and behavior that I know. Were you talking about this person? Were you talking about that person? If the shoe fits, wear it. Point bang, period. I go to my book, and uh, just so y'all know, uh, I gave Noah my Bible. Uh, so if I ever call for that Bible again, I can't say, Noah, bring me my Bible. Because that's actually his Bible now. <laughs> um, and he cried when I gave it to him. He's such a sweet boy. And I don't even want to think about it because then I'll start crying. So um, let me give you some shoe fit, shoe fits, wear it stuff, okay? Um, and, and, I, and I gave him my Bible, and so now I'm back in New King James. So just so y'all know. Uh, until I get my NLT again. Um, this is New King James, okay? Uh, 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 uh. All right, so let me give you some. Let me give you some uh, shoe fits, wear it stuff, okay? This is Second Peter chapter number two. Second uh, Peter uh, chapter number two, starting at the first verse. And I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read slow. This Bible, uh, just so y'all know, is a Thompson Chain Reference New King James Version of the Bible. Okay, and it's good too. Y'all ready? The, just as there will be false teachers among you, they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the Master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shame and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction will not be delayed. For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell, in gloomy pits of darkness, where they are being held into the day of judgment. And God did not spare the ancient world, except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Later, God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps and ash, heaps of ashes. He made them into an example of what will happen to ungodly people. But God also rescued Lot 
out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. You see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. He is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire and who despise authority. These people are proud and these people. These people are proud and arrogant, daring to even scoff at supernatural beings without so much as trembling. But the angels who are far greater in power and strength do not dare to bring from the Lord a charge of blasphemy against those supernatural beings. These false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand and like animals they will be destroyed. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasure in broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. They delight in deception even as they eat with you in, their, in your fellowship meals. They commit adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin and they are well trained in greed. They lure unstable people into sin. If the shoe fits, wear it. Are you talking about this person? Are you talking about that person? If the shoe fits, wear it. You shall know them by their fruits. If the shoe fits, wear it. They live under God's curse. They have wandered off the road, off the right road, and followed the footsteps of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But Balaam was stopped from his mad curse when his donkey rebuked him with the human voice. These people are as useless as dried up springs or a mist blown away by the wind. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with an empty, foolish boastings. With an appeal to twisted sexual desires, they lure back into sin those who have barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of, of sin and corruption. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way of righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to his vomit and another says a washed pig returns to the mud. There it is. There it is. So. So um somebody uh I just saw the I just saw it scroll up. Somebody put in the chat Ephesians 5 1. Imitate God. Uh, was it Ephesians 5.1? Can you scroll back up? Somebody put... Yeah, go back up a little bit. Keep going, keep going, keep going. There it is. Okay, go down. I think maybe 5.11. 5.11. So somebody put 5.11 in there. Um, uh, Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Yeah. 
I, I believe that. I believe in exposing. I have a conviction of how people should be exposed. And I just gave it to you. If I have a personal relationship with somebody and I know that they are in unrepentant sin, I confront them. If I know somebody is involved in unrepentant sin that is harmful to the body, the people that I know that know them mutually, that can have an effect on them. You got to understand, I don't have an effect on everybody. If Pastor Greg in California is sleeping with midgets, circus midgets, and there's videos of it, and pictures of him pulling up in a clown car in front of <laughs> the, the Radisson Hotel. And he's getting out and 14 midgets are out with him. And they all got on bikinis and thongs. And I notice, I gotta, I gotta confront Pastor Greg. And if me and my mutual friends know Pastor Greg, I got to expose homie. But why am I going to expose him to y'all? Right. You who live in Illinois, you who live in, you don't even know Pastor Greg. Now you Googling Pastor Greg? I want you exposed to his midget deviancies. What are we talking about? That's where, that's where my, again, this is my boundary. But I'm also being honest because this is the basement. I'm being honest that I was, I felt jealous of Cat. Because he clearly does not have a boundary that I, he clearly doesn't have a boundary that I have. And I was like, like I have, again, I don't know what's true and what's not, but I, I know, I know what is true. For the way I've lived my life and the people I've come across in my life, and I'm like, oh, I've I've wanted to, I've wanted to air out some people in my day. Oh Lord, I've wanted to, but I'm not going to draw attention to people that don't have influence or authority in their life. So I could I could drop names on this podcast. I could have been dropped names on this podcast of people that I know personally that are in sinful behavior. But I don't want somebody in Hawaii knowing about what Pastor Greg did, and they can't affect him. Pastor Greg ain't going to listen to me, especially if I don't have relational equity with him. If I do have relational equity with him and I can get to him and me and my friends can get to him, if I can save my brother from falling in error and he repents and comes back, we save this dude. And guess what? He can now be restored in a way that does not, he doesn't have to live the rest of his life with, uh, with everybody knowing that he was sleeping with midgets. Now, 
if he's of a certain public status and it comes out, who's better at exposing, me or God? Who's better at humbling, me or God? Who's better at correction, me or God? So I reiterate, I am bound by what I see in Scripture. And I'm glad somebody brought up uh, Ephesians 5.11. Yes, expose them, but how do you expose them? Uh-oh, there's a very well-known Pastor Greg in California. Careful, Tim. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying I don't know. Diam Pastor Diamante. I'm, do I need to just make up a name? Pastor Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Pastor Matata in California. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I, I just want to... I, I, obviously, everybody's been talking about Cat Williams. Uh, and 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 all his and everything that he said, I just think it's compelling. It's it's compelling. People, we watched it, and um, wherever the truth really is, some people got to deal with that. Um, but as a believer in Jesus Christ, which I'm not saying Cat is not a believer in Jesus Christ, he's just operating in a liberty that I that I don't feel like I have, and. Um, there's a lot of other preachers who pastors or podcasters or whatever they operate in a liberty I don't have I don't I don't feel like I have that liberty so there's a I know a lot of other podcasters they call out people and my thing is always who knows you Does, is the person that you're calling out known like like it's different. I'm from L.A. right so I, I was born and raised in L.A. so when somebody comes up to me and say I know a person. That that don't that that don't a, a native Californian is a native a native Southern Californian is not moved when somebody says, "Hey man, I know Leonardo DiCaprio. I know Tom Cruise." Do you know what a native Californian's response to that is? Do they know you? You know them. Do they know you? So in the same way, when I hear some of these people uh, uh, talking about other uh, people in ministry, you know them. Do they know you? And when you live in a when 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 you live in a, a in a in an age of virality, right, where everybody can go viral for everything, right? Um, I mean everything, right? Everything you say, everything you do, it could go viral secular or or sacred right in the world outside of the world however you want to categorize it i'm not about to have a commentary on every single person especially if i don't have any relationship with them they're not listening to the pod <laughs> they're not listening you're calling out people that is they're never going to listen to your pod well, I want to put as many people on notice. They're dangerous. Okay. I see it differently. But that's that's the nature of humans. People see things differently. What I'm going to always do is call out behavior and continue to make this place safe enough for anybody to sit down. Okay, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm glad I talked my way into this. 
I want the basement to be safe enough for the people that are talked about to be talked to. That's what I want the basement to be safe enough for. I want the basement to be safe enough that the people that are talked about, true, let's just say everything's true, right? Pastor Hakuna Matata was uh, caught doing a line of cocaine in his green in the green room of his church. The hospitality person caught him, snuck her little camera out, and caught Pastor after his third service doing a doing a line of coke. And it goes viral. Pastor Hakuna Matata does cocaine in his green room. I want the basement to be safe enough that if uh, Pastor Hakuna Matata repents, he feels like he can press B and come down to the basement and talk about the brokenness that led him to do a line of coke. Now, if Pastor Hakuna Matata has abused his authority and has done anything immoral or illegal that includes criminal behavior, I want Pastor Akuna Matata to go to jail. <laughs> and after he serves his time and he gets out, guess what? I want the basement to be safe enough for Pastor Akuna Matata to come sit on this couch. Um, who was the dude? I'm about to trigger, trigger alert. I'm about to say something. I know this is going to piss somebody off. Um, uh, um, uh, can you pull up the dude, uh, uh, I think it's Zimmerman. I think there was a dude that, um, um, uh, the dude that killed Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. There's a dude that killed, I, it's something Zimmerman. What's that dude's name? George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. Hispanic American, he killed Trayvon Martin, right? And so a lot of legal stuff around that. Um, and I think he went to jail or prison. I can't remember what the the details are, are, are fuzzy right now. Here was the here was the here was the question I had. Obviously, did I feel anger that Trayvon, who had a hoodie on and a freaking bag of Skittles, was murdered? Um, not not guilty verdict on both charges, including manslaughter, which is sickening to me. But I think he went to jail or prison for something else later on, right? Whatever the case, here was the question I had. If George Zimmerman repents for what he did, whose church can he go to? We're further, we're, 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 we are for the victim, and I'm for the I'm for the victim. I'm a sexual abuse survivor. I'm for the victim, and we got to be for the perpetrator. Christ died for both. That's a that's a terrible tension to hold. It's a terrible tension to hold, and it must be held. But my thought was, uh, so he didn't get charged for this, but he got he got charged for something, and I don't, I don't know what that was, but. But my thought was, when he gets out, whose church can he go to? Would anybody welcome him into church? So as, as, as vile as I, and despicable as I think his act was, if he truly repented from his heart and decided to give his life to Jesus, I, he, he's forever in the news. 
what community would he be invited into? What community could he be safe in? So um, those are the things that I muse with. I muse with the tension of that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, okay, in 2000, no, forget about it. It's all good. Yeah, it, it, I can't remember now. Um, but I think about that in a lot of situations, right? If Derek Chauvin gives his life to Jesus Christ, what community can he be a part of? That dude killed George Floyd. That was the most, that was viral. That was triggering. That was angering. He had his knee on George Floyd's head, and I, mm, I could say some stuff about that. It was sick, vile, despicable, the smugness, the arrogance of it. And if he gave his life to Jesus right now, would he be embraced by believers? Because we sure do embrace Moses. Moses was a murderer. So um, that's the tension that I'm holding. That's the tension that I'm holding. All right, take me back to my people. Um, so, yeah. What say y'all? What are y'all? What are y'all saying? <laughs> Somebody said the prison community. Absolutely, I want that joker in jail. But if they serve their time, right? If they serve their time, this is this is this is the type of conversations I like having. If that person served their time. Let's say they did 37 years. They get out. They would sit down and, and say, I'm broken, I'm, I'm contrite. I asked the Lord into my heart, asked him to forgive my sins. One of them is of murder. And I'm talking about they are truly repentant. They own everything that they did. After the prison community. Could I throw my arms around that person and hug them? Tell them I love them? I don't know where um, my abuser is. I don't even know if he's still alive. Um, but if I could track him down, he'd be safe enough in the basement. I think the statute of limitations are over for me to prosecute him. Maybe not. I don't know. He was a teenager, though. Um, so so anyway, I have that's the way my that's that's the way my brain. That's the way my brain works. And I know th this is dichotomy. We put him. You got to remember, Jesus was forgiving those that had put him on that cross while crucified. While he is still yet bleeding out for these people, he is saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Here's our response. Try Jesus, don't try me. Here's how I have to interpret it based on scripture. I need to die like Jesus and don't be me. That's a bar and a half. I'm going to let that. I got to let that cook. 
You better try Jesus. Don't try me. I need to die like Jesus and not be me. So if I'm supposed to be like Christ, if I'm supposed to be Christ-like, then I don't get to say, Jesus would do it, but don't, but don't come over here with that. No, I got I to gotta forgive the victim and the abuser. That sucks. But y'all got to also remember, my mama worked for the, th the LAPD for 30 years. I wanted to be in law enforcement. So I am for, I don't care how much you love Jesus. If you were involved in criminal behavior, you need to go to jail. Your whole body needs to be in jail. <laughs> Gracias. That, ooh, that thing. That sneeze snuck up on me. If you, if you, if, if you, if you, if, if you are involved in criminal behavior and you have used the ministry in any way to pull that off, you need a, you need a first class ticket to jail. I want you to enjoy the most ratchet accommodations. I want you on the raggediest bus possible. I want you on the ricketyest bus possible. I don't want there to be no cushion on the seats as you bumpity bump your tail straight to jail. If, you, if you're involved in illegality or immorality with a criminal element to it, go straight to jail. And I'll pray for you. And you should do your time. Point blank, period. Like that's, go straight to jail and stay there. So that 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 that's where I am. I I just I just I just want to let you know. I want you if y'all in the basement and you want this basement philosophy, I'm trying to give it to you. And and again, you might not side with me on how I view um uh what I just said. The whole thing that I just said about how, how I how I feel like I'm bound by scripture to approach uh, different topics that might pop up in the news, uh, different people that might pop up in the news. Um, I, don't, I don't have a Switzerland perspective. I have a, I'm not on nobody's side. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm not on the left side or the right side. Whatever, whatever scripture says, that's what I'm about. But in terms of exposing people, and, and let me keep it a buck. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thought I can get off this. I can't get off this. I have exposed people. I have. And they have been dealt with. Some are being dealt with. That was, oh, that, that felt good to say. I didn't know I, I oh, that felt good to say. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be able to say that, but that, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all think I don't expose people because I don't talk about it on this pod. I have exposed people. And they have felt it. And they have had consequences as a result. Some continue to have them. Some are about to have them. So don't think that I haven't used my influence wisely. But there's a way. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way. David wanted to kill Saul. Look it up. 
He was given two opportunities to kill Saul. Look it up. He did not kill Saul. Look it up. Saul killed himself. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to be patient. A lot of people you won't dead. Oh, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe they're going to die. They just might not die when you want to. And sometimes the exercise is, do you want the blood on your hands or theirs? I'm not going to help somebody die. David was the epitome of catching somebody lacking. Saul was surrounded by his personal bodyguards. And they were in such a deep sleep, David could have took his head off. They wouldn't have even known it. But sometimes you just got to be patient. A lot of people you won't dead, and I'm not talking about like physically dead. Some of y'all might have that much hate in your heart. I don't have hate for that, like that for anybody. Um, they gonna die. They just might not die when 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 you want them to. And 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 sometimes the test is: Are you gonna interfere with God's process, or are you gonna wait for God to judge? Because I will tell you this, ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Harvey Weinstein didn't get away with nothing. Epstein didn't get away with nothing. Cosby didn't get away with nothing. Kelly didn't get away with nothing. So, sometimes you gotta, you, you just gotta um, decide, do I want this on my hands or... Or am I going to wait for it to get found out? I could do it now. I could do it now. I can set it off right now. I can set it off right now. This pod right now, I can set it off. It wouldn't go as viral as cats, but I can set it off right now. Or I could be patient and wait. And they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. <laughs> so ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Sometimes it's just not at the, it doesn't happen when you want it to. And if you have a personal experience with an individual and they've hurt you and they've hurt others, then you're like, I want it, I want it judged now. I want them taken out now. I want them dead now, right? We start, we start playing out our favorite characters. We start playing out Denzel and Training Day and we start playing out, um, uh, Don Corleone and Godfather, Marlon Brando. We 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 start playing out our own Scarface fantasies and John Wick. We want to go John Wick, everybody. <laughs> Got 14 bullets left. I'm gonna kill 14 people with it, right? Or 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 you could just wait and pray and hope. Hey, maybe some maybe they'll repent. Maybe we'll, yeah, somebody. Okay. Yeah, y'all y'all cooking today. Y'all 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 some y'all yeah, y'all my people. Y'all my people. Y'all cooking today. Y'all pulling up scriptures that as soon as I look at it, I know what that is. Um so so somebody put up Acts 5 which I've read a lot. Um boom 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 boom. Acts 5. This is this is a uh, Gamaliel. 
who's talking. And um, I'll just read it. I'm, we, we, we reading a lot of the Bible today. Let's get it cracking. Uh, but y'all have heard me. Y'all have heard me read this before. But there's a different emphasis based on uh, what we're discussing today. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested. Is this it? Uh uh. Hold on. I think. Uh, 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 that's not what I want. Oh, no, no, that's not it. Oh, it's at the end over here. Uh, play my whole music, please. Not that I have it. I'm just. Where is it? One moment, please. All right, so, um, oh, it's 534. Yeah, yeah, y'all read Ephesians 5. I, I'm doing this on my phone and not my Bible. Because I don't have Noah's Bible anymore. <laughs> so it's not coming as fast to me. Um, uh, so verse 33. When they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. They were so pissed at Peter and John. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, Take care of what you are planning to do with these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow Thutis who pretended to be someone great. Hey, he, he named a name, but he was naming a name that everybody knew about, and he was talking to his direct audience, right? Um, uh, in person, by the way. Uh, about 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was... Judas of Galilee, he got, he got people to follow him, but he was killed too, <laughs> and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they're planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if, but if it is from God, you will, not only, uh, you will not be able to overthrow them. You, might, you may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. <laughs> they called in the apostles and had them flogged. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. So um, so that's my, that, that's, that's my take on all of that. Like, it's a, it's, I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't make an indication that 2024 is the year of this or the year of that. Uh, but I know that there is a difference generationally. 
between, um, you know, the silent generation, which are, which would be my grandparents, uh, the boomers, which would be my parents. I'm squarely Gen X. I'm a, I'm born in 1975. I'm a Gen X baby. Then you got millennials and, and then you got, um, you got, uh, Z's. Here's what I will say. Uh, we live in a time now where, um, people uh, are bolder than ever to call out their abusers. We're not going to sit in silence for 25 or 30 years before we get the courage and the bravery to say, you did this to me and you shouldn't have. We're like, we're not, we're not waiting. Nobody, nobody's waiting 30 years anymore. Now you got to understand as and again I have such a, uh, a sensitivity to this because I am a sexual I am a sexual sexual abuse survivor. I was molested by uh and abused by a teenage boy. I was 8 years old, he had to be 15 16 years old, okay? So um let, let me let me also say this. Nobody makes that statement in this line. I know people lie about a lot of things. Very few people lie about sexual abuse. Why? I know there's some nefarious people out there, and I'm not saying nobody lies about it. I'm just saying very few people are lying about sexual abuse. Who wants their reputation for that? Who wants to be known for that? There's a million ways I could give you a testimony. I would rather not one of my testimonies be that when I was eight years old, I was sexually abused by a, a, a teenage boy. I, I don't, that don't need, I could, I'd rather have a 50 cent testimony. I got shot nine times. It's cooler. I did drugs and went to prison. I got stabbed twice and survived. I have to pee out of a colostrophy bag, but at least I made it. Right? Like, nope. Sexual abuse. And then you got the, then we have people with the nerve to say, well, why they, uh, they, they got to be lying. Why did, if, the, if it was really true, why you wait so long? Do you know what abusers go through? I got abused when I was eight. I didn't tell my parents that I was 19. I lived in the silence for 11 years. I, first of all, how the hell am I processed that? I'm eight. How am I supposed to process that? I'm going to blow up my family unit? I tell him, this dude, I almost said his name, um, uh, and then my dad's going to kill him and my brother's going to bury the body? And then they're going to go to prison and my mom's going to be a single mom. Like, I was thinking about that at eight years old, fam. So you don't know what goes into the mind of a sexual abuser. I can't tell you how many sexually abusers have actually uh, protected their abuse. Not sexual abusers, sexual victims. You don't know how many sexual victims have protected their abusers. It's wild. So, um... I don't, you, you know, you would have to be a very, very twisted person to make that up. So before you not believe somebody, believe them. And I was eight when this happened to me. When that happens to you in your, in your teenage years or, or at the age of consent, it could be the age of consent. But if it's an abuse of power that puts you in a position that made uh, sex easier for you, you are just as bad of a predator as somebody that was underage. So I don't want to hear this. Well, they were they were of consent. They were over 18. I don't see what the big deal is. No, you use your if you worked, if you was the UPS man 
you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been in that position to abuse power. What you gonna say? I'm not gonna ship your package. Give me some head. No, it's not the way that's not going down. Stop playing. Money and power gives influence and a perversion that the average person does not have. If Sean Combs is a general manager of CC's Pizza, he is not in a position to abuse. Allegedly. If Hakuna Matata, <laughs> let me go back to Hakuna Matata. If Hakuna Matata is the regional manager of an AT&T store, he is not in a position to abuse. If you don't have sex with me, I'm not giving you the iPhone 15. Stop playing. As if these power dynamics don't put you in a position that can compromise someone else's judgment, cloud their judgment. Don't get me started on this, people, y'all. Mm, mm, mm. So you got to believe people. You got to believe them when they say they didn't do it, and you got to believe when somebody says they, they did do it. And we got to wait to see what the facts shall be. Because everybody got a side to the story. And God himself, himself shall decide. It's amazing that a Pharisee, not a disciple, not an apostle, a Pharisee had the soundest wisdom on how to navigate how people should deal with certain people that they think are dangerous. The Pharisee, Gamaliel, told his people, bro, stop messing with Peter and John and all these other people. Judas thought he was something. Judas thought he was something. And they both got killed and all of their followers disbanded. A lot of y'all jumping on social media talking about stop listening to this dude and stop listening to that dude. They're dangerous. They're this and that and the other. If they are, God's going to deal with them. But you're also playing whack-a-mole. Like, so your full-time job is to point out who you think is dangerous to the body of Christ. And there's 330 million people. Why would you, why would you draw attention to your audience about somebody that not everybody even knows about or even cares about? Don't even listen to them anyway. So you got followers with you, but they're with you because they just agree with what you agree with. And they disagree with what you d disagree with. That's a that's a horrible way to start a community because they'll turn on you too. Okay. What is we doing next? We gonna talk to the people now? Gosh, twelve twenty three. You had a lot to cover. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's what happens when we don't talk for three weeks. Alejandra, I agree with you. That is, that is, that is, oh my goodness. It is exhausting. I agree with you. It's, that's exhausting. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Oh, y'all cash app and Huli for her wedding. Yeah. So I already saw a few of them and I just want to say thank y'all. I'm going to bless the crap out of y'all. Just wait. Ooh. I got y'all's names. Ooh. Just you wait. That sounded threatening, but with a lot of love though. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm just very grateful. Yeah, you're so sweet. 
Speaking of blessings, Woo! look at these. Amen. Look at these. Uh-huh. Size 12s. Lord Jesus, this is, that's a big shoe. <laughs> size 12. What, what, what are the sizes this week? Size 9 women, size 12 men. Sign, size 9 women, size 12 men. If you have not already downloaded the B-Side app, this Woo! would be a great week for you to do it. Why not? Come with these crispy new B-Side Air Max with the yellow silhouette matching my glasses. ¿Cómo se dice glasses in Espanol? Gafas. Graf lentes. 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 We say gafas or lentes. Grafas? Colombian though, right? Let's say lentes. Lentes? Yeah. Or? Gafas. Gafas. Mm -hmm. G-A-F-A-S. Yeah. Gafas. Yeah. Not gafas. That's disgusting. Gafas. Gafas or lenses. Lentes. Lentes. Okay, see, see, see. They match my they match my glasses, and I want y'all to have them. Uh, so size twelve in men's, size nine in women's. Uh, you must have the B side app. You must be subscribed in order to win. Uh, oh, somebody said my husband and I wear both those sizes. This might be God. This might be your dad. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not sure. Um. Uh. Did I see Kendra Solis? Or can you scroll up? Kendra Solis. Kendra Solis. Kendra Solis. There she is. I think she's from PR. Um, she has like a great head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. PR represent. PR represent. Um yes. I think yeah, uh, Edward. Uh, yes, yes, that is kid. Kid was like, yes, 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 yes. We love you. Te amo mucho. Um, uh, so anyway, okay. I think I've talked about that. This and and if I'm if if you feel like this this live is kind of like man, Tim, kind of all over the place. <laughs> I am. I'm. I haven't talked to y'all in, in in three weeks. I'm tired. Four a.m. sleeper. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to sleep till four thirty this morning. Um, be praying for my daddy. He um. He was hospitalized last night, and it looks like he has to have emergency surgery. And so, you, you know, Juliet and I were both on the East Coast. We flew back. You know, there was a lot going on. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be all right next week. I'll be all right next week. Uh, uh, scroll back up. Somebody said, what was this? Right here. Uh, go down, go down, go down. Off subject, but I'm the one that needed to break up with him and get him off my boat from the pod with Miles. Broke up last Wednesday, listened to the pod last Thursday, needed the confirmation. Krista. Come on now. Yo, salute. Salute. And the bell went off. And the bell went off. <laughs> Ding dong. That was dope. I celebrate with you, Krista. That's amazing. So dope. So dope. All right, what y'all want to get into now? Send some questions in the chat. Questions in the chat? We got questions in the chat. I got some in the emails for Christ. Okay, cool. We can do whatever we want. We can yeah. talk about food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say we can talk about food. <laughs> hit, let's let's hit an email and okay. then... Oh, go back up. Go back up. So I think Kendra said something about PR. I just wanted to confirm. I'm a size nine. Also, please come to Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'll see what I can do on both of them. I do want to come to PR, though. I actually do want to do that. Save some money on taxes. Have okay. Our, have our studio out there. What? <laughs> I can't make that commute. I can't promise I can make that commute. All right, let's ooh, see. Ooh, go back up, but go back up. Go and, back up. And root, and root. 
Uh, keep going back, back up. How can I approach right here, Caleb? Black, uh, go up right there, Blackwell. How should I approach a girl that Ooh. likes me? Well, bro, she already likes you. She gave you a layup. She already gave you a layup. So if she likes you, um, then you and you already know this. Um, acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. it. First of all, you need you need to <laughs> be able to ascertain if you like her back. And if you do like her back, the best thing you can be is you, man. When it comes to when it comes to connecting with somebody, dating, a relationship, um, the quicker you can give them you, the authentic you, the better it is for you and them. Let let them people make a decision on who you really are, not who you ideally want to be. Just keep it a buck and let people know where you really, really are. That would be so helpful to establish in the relationship and the authenticity of it, right? Um, so my encouragement is if she already likes you, if you like her back, she you need to tell her. And um, and then just be you, please. That's what I'm saying. Just be you. Yeah, um, uh, Celeste, uh, suggestions on a good way to begin deconstructing, deconizing? Is that a word? Uh, deconizing. I never heard of that word. I never heard of that word. Let me look it up. Um, if it's a word, I would like to know what it is because I haven't heard it. A dear friend has asked me to help in her journey. Okay, Celeste, so when it comes to deconstruction, mm. you know, I didn't say a lot about de deconstruction um, at first, because I, you know, when words come out, they might have meant decolonizing. That's the only thing that came up. Okay, no worries. So, so when it comes to deconstruction, Celeste, um, I'm actually all for it. I'm all for deconstruction because because I now have heard enough from people that I actually understand what they're deconstructing. They're not deconstructing God; He can't be deconstructed. They're not deconstructing Jesus; they can't deconstruct Jesus. They're deconstructing the way they learned about the faith. They are deconstructing what they were taught. A lot of what they were taught needs to be deconstructed. That's the word that we're using now. The word that we use growing up is deprogrammed. It's just a different word. There's some people that need to be deprogrammed. If you were born and raised in church, you probably need to be deprogrammed. And so I have no problems with people exploring what Legos they need to break down, <laughs> right? Like all these Legos don't fit. Some of these Legos was jammed in. Some of these Legos were hammered in and I need to get them out of here. Um, I'm all for that. There is no deconstructing of God. There is no deconstructing of Jesus. There is a deconstructing of the way you learned about him. And so invite people on that journey, invite people to grieve, um, the lies they were told or the, 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 the half truths they were told or the misinformation that they were told and, and help them to um, um, categorize that grief and contain that grief to the place that they were hurt. The whole church didn't hurt you. The whole big C church ain't bad. The, the thing I always tell somebody, the, see, that's why I don't go to church. My retort is always, have you ever got food poisoning? Mm -hmm. 
And if you did, did you ever go eat out again? Or have you been eating home-cooked meals ever since? If the answer is, yeah, Tim, I have gone back out and eaten again, but I ain't going back to that restaurant. Well, then, cool. Can you please treat the church the same way? The whole church didn't hurt you. That one did. <laughs> Every pastor ain't janky. That one was. Every pastor ain't cheating. Yours did. Every pastor ain't in a scandal. Yours was. So, like, say that. I just don't like when people start globalizing their pain. When they start generalizing their uh, experiences. See, that's why I don't trust people. No, that's why you don't trust Sharon. <laughs> Sharon stole your money. Not people. The people didn't steal your money. Sharon did. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so I just want people like I just again, and this is the literalist in me, right? Like like I I take people for where they are. Have I been burned by some people? Have some people look, Juliet and I are coming up on our 25th wedding anniversary on May 1st. We do not have wedding pictures. You know why? The freaking photographer took pictures for hours and hours and hours and never gave us the photos. So the only photos we have of our wedding are photos other people took. And this was 1999. So we're talking about click, 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 taking it to the doggone Walgreens, print these out for me. So all the pictures we have of our wedding or what what other photos people gave us the, the 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 negatives for us to go develop. Imagine me thinking, see, that's why I don't fool with photographers. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't even use my camera phone. So I, that's why I don't trust cameras. You won't get your images. No, one dude burned me. And at the time, uh, I wasn't as mature in Christ as I was now. And if I ran, in, if I ever ran into that nigga during that time, he he was about to he was about to catch a fade. Like that's just the truth. I was gonna fade, bro, because Juliet was brokenhearted. I was too. Like you talk, you took our memories, dog. You don't f us over like that and think I'm not gonna remember. So I had a bad situation with a photographer once. I don't hate photographers. I don't need to deconstruct photographers. Why don't photographers let you keep your photos? <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I'm so sorry. I'm not trivializing anybody's stuff. So Celeste, I hope that I hope that helps you. All right, what else? What do we want to talk about? Do we need to scroll back down? Because it's stuck on Celeste. It's stuck on Celeste. I got you. Where are we at? Quick question. Yeah. We went downstairs to grab the food. Did we pick a winner for the shoes? No, we didn't pick a winner. We didn't? No, Huli, okay. you okay. picked the winners. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't pick the winners. All right, I'll be they got a vouch. Chat. Oh, married man, men in the, uh, uh, Maurice. Married man needing advice. Struggled with pornography since elementary age. I'm in therapy and found the root. Yay. How do I continue to stay free? My wife knows she's been... My wife knows, good. Um, th the way you continue to stay free 
Maurice, is if you if you know the root, that's half the battle. Okay, because most people don't even know the root. They're just numbing the pain. They don't even know what the root of it is. Once you know the root, you can't just be self-aware of your emotions. You have to be self-aware of your body. You have to tune in with your body and you have to be able to locate what you're feeling and what your body is feeling. If your body's feeling stress, it's going to want to regulate. Everything in the body is about regulation. So if your body's trying to regulate and porn is what you've used to regulate and now porn is not what you're going to use to regulate, then we need to regulate in a different way. Am I going to regulate with my words? Are my words enough? Am I going to regulate with a connection with my wife? Does that does that connection always have to be sexual? Is my wife available? Um, is her sexuality available at the time that I need it? If not... How am I going to regulate without that? Because that's not going to always be there. Nothing is more readily available for um, a person who struggles with pornography than pornography. So you're going to have to understand that any other self-regulation mechanism, you're going to have to spend a little bit more time on um, uh, developing the habit of going to this new space for your regulation. So whether that is a breathing technique or um, um, a bodily um, exercise, uh, there's there's one self-regulating thing where this is one of mine that I like. Um, lightly, like doing it right now is already regulating me. Lightly um, running my fingers through the inside of my fingers and palms is there's a sensation there that literally starts to tingle and immediately start calming me down. Um, uh, I have another one when I'm when I'm when I do this a lot when I'm when I get tats. I I do this with my fingers over and over again. I just kind of pinch them together while that needle is in my skin, and. Um, it's a self-regulating tool. Um, if you watch the Cat Williams interview, because I pay attention to people's body language, if you watch the Cat Williams interview, the reason why he seemed so calm and composed about everything he was talking about, watch the way he kept rubbing his thighs. It's a self-regulating tool, right? He is just, he doesn't show the body language of somebody that's anxious and ner No, he, he's just self-regulating. You know, he's talking and he's self-regulating. So what, whatever, uh, um, pornography and masturbation is about body regulation. You, there's some stress or anxiety in the body and you've, you've trained your body to have a sexual release around um, whatever stress there is to get back to regulation. And though um, it's commendable as a child, no matter what kind of trauma or situation you survived as a child, like for children to, we think children are nasty little perverts when they're into porn or they masturbate or they're self-regulating. They don't have tools like adults have to self-regulate. They haven't been to therapy. Their brains are not developed at that level. So um, it's, a, it's, it's no longer a, a productive way as an adult to regulate your body. It comes with too many ramifications, especially as a believer in Jesus Christ. It just comes with too many side effects. And so 
Um, I used to drink whole milk. If I drink whole milk now, I will bomb this whole house. I cannot drink any. I cannot drink cow's milk anymore. I will blow up this entire house. My wife will not sleep in the same room with me. We have a big bedroom. If I drink whole, 100% whole cow milk, I will poot my wife into the second floor. She would not want to be around me. So um, uh, I hope that helps. I hope that answer helps. <laughs> okay, content was too quick with it. Too quick with it. Um, go back up. I, I saw you know what right here, Sonikia. You know what? The energy of a person is always confirmed by the following. Everyone in here is so loving and kind and patient. A reflection of I'm and the whole crew. Beautiful people of God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We try to be. We try to be. There's some people that come that, that jump into the, the um chat and it's really evident who's not one of us. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's really evident in the chat who's not a dweller. Cause they come in with a completely different energy and they come in with completely different words and you're like, Oh yeah, you're just visiting. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. Um, Brianna, how do you deal with emotionally abusive leaders that don't accept correction? You leave them. I'm gonna look right in this camera. Leave them. You do not have to put up with the abuse. You can leave. You, you you don't have to continue to perpetuate the problem. There is an abuser and there's a victim. When you have the resiliency and the boundaries to say, you cannot abuse me. Bye. Then it stops. You you show me you show me um somebody that stays with someone that cheats on them. My 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 spouse is cheating on me, male or female, my spouse is cheating on me ten times and I'm still with him. You're teaching them, you're teaching your spouse how to treat you. The reason why it's at number 10 is because you didn't leave after number one. And maybe you forgave them after number one because you understood their brokenness or whatever. Then they did it again and 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 again. They don't have a, they don't have a reason to stop now. You've taught them how to treat you. Why are they, why are they going to stop? You told them to keep going. You didn't say it with your words, but you said it with your actions. So abusive leaders continue to be abusive leaders because their congregations won't leave them. And if you know, if you know you have an abusive leader, if you see the narcissistic abuse of a leader, if you see the manipulative abuse of a leader, if you see uh, what was called out in 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 Second Timothy. I'm sorry, Second Peter, chapter number two. If if those if if those shoes fit your leader, chunk deuces. You shall know them by their fruit. Fruit inspection is our job. Judgment is not. Judgment has to do with eternal eternal ramifications. I don't judge nobody. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put them in. I'm not the judge of that. I am the judge of good and bad character. I can't inspect that fruit. So there is a judgment that's legal for us down here, and there's a judgment that's illegal for us down here. You shall know them by their fruits. I look for fruit. 
Don't call yourself an apple when you when you are clearly a kiwi. You are fuzzy and green inside. You are clearly a kiwi. You can call yourself an apple all you want to. I've been around too many apples for me to be convinced that you're a kiwi. You're just not. It's not who you are. And that's okay. But you, I, here's what you won't do. Here's what we're not going to do. You're not going to sit up here and abuse me. I'll leave. I have the, I have the, I have the choice. I have the right. I don't got to be with you. Point blank, period. I've been this way before I got saved. I remember when I used to go go to the clubs, I, I used to tell all my, my homies, hey, dog, if you got weed on you, you can't be in my car. Because if we get pulled over, bro, you out of here. I'm not going to be out of here. You're going to be out of here. If you strapped, don't get in my car. Because if, if we get pulled over, you're going to get out of here. I'm not going to get out of here. So you got to have boundaries. And if you see, if, if you see a... Uh, uh, if there's if there is legit emotionally abusive um, patterns, the best way is to vote with your feet. And I promise you, if you vote with your feet, their reaction is gonna confirm if you were right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so I hope that helped you, Brianna. This good, we good. How do you humble yourself? This is great. Uh, go yeah yeah. Um, how do you humble yourself? I have intrusive thoughts that are prideful. I don't agree with them, but they still pop up randomly. I feel so guilty about the fact that the thought is even there. The thoughts ain't the issue, baby. The thoughts about aren't the issue. If they randomly pop up, don't feel guilty that they popped up. Um, but don't agree with them either. So humble your humble yourself means just that. You have the ability, the, the scriptures wouldn't say humble yourself if it wasn't strongly implying that you didn't know when you were feeling yourself. I can't tell you how many times I, I have been feeling myself and the, the same kind of thoughts you're having, I've had where I'm like, yeah, I'm that nigga right now. And then I'm like, no, I'm not, bro, come on, come on. Hey, Flesh, come with me to the backyard real quick. Pow. <laughs> I let him walk. I let him walk past me, like get him, get two feet in front of me, pop him in the back of the head, dig a shallow grave, throw him in it. I am crucified with Christ, not I was. I am his present tense. <laughs> Paul said, "I am crucified, not I was. I am, not I will be. I am." So uh, we we got to crucify our, our flesh all the time, girl, and. I'm, I am one of those where, you know, I grew up rapping, battle rapping, all that kind of stuff. I've always had a lot of confidence, but I know when my confidence goes into pride, the Holy Spirit convicts me. And then it, it, and it always stops in my thoughts. That's where I recognize it. That's where I put it out. And now in my, in my twenties, early thirties, I wasn't as easily able to identify it. And then Juliet would tell me so quick. Hey, hey, bro, you ain't all that. And I'll be like, my bad. So don't feel guilty when you have the thought. Um, be happy that you can recognize it at the thought. And again, humble your, humbling yourself is, is, is for you to be able to say, hey, um, I know that I've 
I, I know that I might be doing well, but let, let me remember that I need to stay low. I need to get low. My mom used to always tell me, no matter how high Jesus takes you, you'll always be at his feet. That's helped me stay humble. So I hope that helps. Uh, Tony Tran, uh, how do you interact with someone after finding out they're on the registered sex offenders list? Was cool before, but now withholding the stealth after withholding the self after finding out this information. Uh, I don't know in what context you've found this out. I don't know if you're dating someone. I don't know if you're a coworker with someone. I don't know if they're a neighbor. Um, and I don't know what the relational equity is. Uh, after saying all that, what I would say is I would bring it up. Not in a uh, judgmental way, not in a way to condemn. Be like, I, I would start it off by saying, hey, uh, I, I'd like to have a conversation with you about something, but I know it's probably going to be very, very awkward. It, this is most likely going to be, um, you'll probably feel like, oh, man, is this person trying to out me or is this person telling me they don't want to be my friend anymore? Um, or it, it could just be very uncomfortable. Um, but I found out you were on the um, sex offenders list and um, I don't know the circumstances behind it and I don't even want to judge you. Uh, would you be opposed to sharing that with me? I think you're a cool person. Before I even found this out, I thought you were cool. Um, but would you be opposed to giving me context to this? Would you be unwilling to give me context to how this happened. I still want to hang out or whatever. I just want to have context to what this is. So, yeah, that's the way I would handle that situation. My first thoughts. Uh, Mandy Alvarez. Uh, thank you so much, Mandy, for your contribution. Uh, I'm being called to ministry, and I know it. Did the four-day course with Jeremy. It was awesome. Please pray for me. I'm an introvert. Hey, Mandry, 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 salute. Hey, first of all, thank you for taking that course. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Jeremy is awesome. My collaboration with him is just amazing. And um, I know what it is to be an introvert in ministry. Hello. I'm the poster child of it. The poster child of it. Um, and um, I'm so, I, but I'm grateful that you did that four-day course because um a call to ministry may not ultimately mean a call to pastor. It may not ultimately mean a call to full-time ministry being paid on the staff at a church. Um, you could be called to ministry and wind up speaking in high schools. You could be called to ministry and wind up speaking to corporations. You could be called to ministry and wind up speaking to um, leaders. So, I just I, I I appreciate you for accepting the challenge, and now that you've accepted the challenge, I think you're going to grow from here. So salute! I will be praying for you, though. Thank you, bro. Love you. Mm -hmm. Shy, single mom, twenty nine, struggling with the spirit of lust, loneliness. How can I overcome it? Oh well, you already you already doing the first thing, shy. Um. Uh, you're 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 shining light on it. People don't understand the power of words, the power of bringing stuff to the light, the 
The more you keep it in the dark, the more it grows. The more you put it in the light, the more it shrinks. And so just for you to say I'm struggling. Okay, but let's keep it a buck, shy. Because people, people spiritualize stuff too much. You're a single mom. You've, you've been sexually active. You have a baby. Is it lust or is it, because it could be. Um, but you put lust slash loneliness. If you were in a relationship and you were having um, a, a um, what word? A, your, 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 your um, sexual activity was, was on a, a regular basis. And then for whatever reason, that has been cut off. You got a baby. Um, and now, obviously, it. Um, I have to assume that you are trying to live um, a celibate lifestyle. You're, you, you had already awakened your body to a natural rhythm or routine of sexual activity, and now that's been cut off. Well, your body, your body is is gonna go through a withdrawal period. I don't know how long it's been, so I'm 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 drawing some conclusions here, and that may be fair or un, unfair, but. But um, your body's already used to a certain routine. And when that body is deprived of it, it's going to continue to be like, I, don't we usually get some around this time? Right? Like, <laughs> we usually get some between Thursday and Sunday. So that's not there anymore. What's happening? Your body, be curious about your body now because your body's telling you, hey. And so that may not be lust. I just want to make sure that you understand that um, every erection is not tied to lust, <laughs> right? Uh, every, um, every, I don't know what to, I don't know, I, you know, I actually don't know what to say about females. Like, I know guys get erections, but I don't know what to say about females' vaginas getting wet. Like, I don't, what, what, I don't even know what to call that. It's not an erection. Is it just a wet vagina? I don't know. Why, right? Is it just WAP? I don't know, right? So, so, um, but all I'm saying is that's not dirty. That just means your body works correctly. Now, if it is truly a spirit of lust, where you're lusting after men, you're lusting after women, you are you are looking at pornography, you are masturbating, you got a wand, and you got to keep it plugged into the wall because the batteries just go out because you just it's always on you. That's a different thing. You don't you don't want that weight of sin in your life, okay? Now, the loneliness, the loneliness is completely different than lust. You can acknowledge that not having a significant other, whether you're dating or married, is an acknowledgement that I would like to be in a relationship, I am not, and I have to grieve that right now. So I just want to nuance it because everything ain't black and white. Right. The scriptures are black and white, but we as people live out our lives in shades of gray. And so I just want to make sure that that I kind of cover that. And so if it was more specific than what I just said, forgive me, shy, but I, I just wanted to kind of nuance that if, if, if your body's work, if, if you're if you're sexually um, wired correctly and your body is having reactions to attraction or. Um, the longing for sexual activity, that is not necessarily lust. If you are walking around thinking about, I want to smash that dude, <laughs> right? 
I, I, I pray he wears gray sweats tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I hope I see a peen print, okay? That would be lust, <laughs> okay? Point blank, period. Uh, and then um, the loneliness is a different thing as well, so I hope that helps. Kanisha, uh, my husband and I are separating on our anniversary this year after repeated infidelity was revealed after the death of my parents. I still want my marriage, and I'm very scared, hurt. Advice on healing. Oh, oh. that hurts. That hurts. Um, um, so first of all, that's that's just a lot. So I wanna, I just wanna um, acknowledge how painful this is. First of all, before I say anything, and then I I don't know. I'm reading this again, and I want to make sure my husband and I are separating on our anniversary this year after repeated infidelity was revealed after the death of my parents. So I don't, that's not clear on if the infidelity was on your part after the death of your parents or if the infidelity was on his part after the death of your parents. Either way, there's death all around. There's physical death of your parents, and then there is the 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 relational death of the the marriage, and that is um, that's painful. And so, uh, what I want to say is that um, uh, if you want your marriage, uh, you can, you know, it, two people have to agree to that. And and um, uh, both of you all have a free will. And so both of you all may not agree on what you want to do. Both of you may not agree on what you how you want to do that. And that's OK. And um, to be scared is to be human. To be hurt is to be human. Um, to be very scared is to be human. To be very hurt is to be human. And so be human through this. Uh, I would strongly advise grief counseling. Grief counseling would be very, very um, good for you um, as you navigate this because it is, it's going to take time. So uh, I hope that is, um, I hope that helps you. And I love you and we'll be praying for you. <sighs> That's good. Uh, where are we going for you? Where are we going next? Uh, Arlette Campos, um, T.O. Tim, can you say a prayer for me and my husband? Been praying for a miracle baby for two years now. Have seen many surrounding us now hold their miracle baby, and I know ours is on the way. Waiting is hard. Yep. Waiting is hard. Let me give you, let me give you a scripture. This is your scripture as you wait. Hebrews 10. Uh, 
Yeah, Hebrews 10.36. Hebrews 10.36 says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he's promised. That's the verse you need to stand on. Hebrews 10.36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. I love you, Arlette, and I'm praying for you. You're going to be great. Let's go. Hey, Tim, how do you deal uh, being Mimi? Hi, Mimi. Uh, how do you deal with resentment? I have had people get engaged and married before me. I have two kids, and I am with the child's father, but we are not legal on paper together for 11 years. Mm. Mimi, who do you resent? Mimi, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you resent right now? Him or you? I know this is hard. That's tough. I know. That's that's a tough that's a that's a tough question to be uh asked. Um but you need to locate where who, who you're resentful with. It's either him that you resent or it's you. Cause you have been together for eleven years, but you are not legal on paper. And it would be very, very disingenuous to say that that's all on him. Remember, you are teaching people how to treat you in word and in deed. And what you do not say with your words, you are always saying with your actions. That's all I can give you now, sissy. Love you. Hey, we gotta be we gotta be able to we gotta be able to to, to admit where we are in the in, in our own narrative. Everything ain't everybody else's fault. Some of this is on us. Some of this is on us. Some of y'all, some of y'all are in relationships right now and you swear it's the other person, is you? Some 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 of you are on jobs right now and you're like, man. I'm on my I'm on my seventh job and I just every every job I take like the all these people are whack. I promise you after seven it's you. Seven jobs, seven seven different type of cultures and you found a way to fall out with everybody? Oh, it's you. You the common denominator. I promise you you are. You did that. I just, I just got to, I, I I try to get along with everybody, but everybody just pisses me off. Oh, that's you. Yeah, you don't get along with you. That's why you can't get along with anybody else. Everybody can't be wrong. I know actresses that have been married five times, fine as they want to be, fine as they want to be. And got the nerve to sit on every talk show talking about how all five of them men was wrong. Oh, no, that's you. That's you. 
You got to you got to be in there somewhere because you was there for all of them. You was there for all five. <laughs> you married five different personalities and all came out the same way. Your picker is off. So it's still you. You probably got the same type of dude five times. Your picker is off. You never got something healed in you. That's why you kept picking the same person. Okay. All righty then. Julia Humphrey, right there. Go back up. Right there. Uncle Tim, do you think two people that were in sexual sin together can come back together and do it right within G without do it right within Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I was a young adult pastor, I had, I had to do this all the time. Remember, I got married at 23, right? So I've been having good old legal sex since I was 23 years old, right? And, um, uh, but I was pastoring young adults uh, that were in their 20s and, and, you know, I can't tell you how many people I counseled that were fornicating, right? And coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so sorry. We slept and we had sex. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The next thing you know, we was having sex. That's not the next thing you know. There's some things that you can have a next thing you know. Sex is not one of them. Like you can be walking down the street and next thing you know, you get hit by a car. That that could happen, right? Like I had my headphones on and I was walking on my side of the street. Next thing I know, I was in heaven. <laughs> I got hit by a dude that jumped the curb and was doing 90 miles an hour and I was wiped out, right? That's, that could be a next thing you know. You could be at a party and next thing you know you get hit over the head with a bottle. Dude, I was just minding my own. You, you could be in a mall and the next thing you know you could be dead by a mass shooter. But you cannot, next thing you know we was having sex. It's not how penis and vaginas work. Like there's a proximity thing that prohibits the next thing you know from happening. Like a whole lot of stuff happened before a penis got in the vagina. Like that's not. So I just want to make sure that we understand how next thing you know is work. Cause that ain't one of them. So um, if y'all have had sex prior to, and now you have this conviction and now you're going to be celibate until you get married, then you, you can act, you can absolutely do that. Here's the thing. You have to have, very strong boundaries and guardrails in place because your bodies already know each other. And once you turn that on, you can't turn it off. All you can do is acknowledge it and put some boundaries in place. Now, understand that um, you being aroused by your partner that you're not having sex with, again, you being aroused, not them arousing you, because I want to make this very, very clear. Any sex outside of marriage is inglorious sex. That's, that's what I call it. There's glorious sex and inglorious sex. Glorious sex takes place within the boundaries of a marriage bed. Inglorious sex is any sexual activity outside of that. So here's what some people do. Some people say we're not going to have sex until we get married, which means uh, vaginal sex, penis in a vagina. Any sex, no hand jobs, no blow jobs, no fingers, no dry humping. Like, stop all of that. Why would you? I'm not going home with blue balls. Not happening. So I'm not going to even put myself in the situation. Right? A kiss, y'all got to have your own boundaries around kissing. Right? If, if we get to 
deep tonguing, everything wakes up. So why am I going to put myself in that situation? So you have to have these practical things in place. This is stuff that church don't talk about. They tell y'all to come down to the altar and pray to get lust off you. And it, this ain't a lust issue. You're a sexual being and your sex organs work correctly. And there's arousal and there's like if you're dating, if, if you're snuggled up watching a movie and the guy gets an erection and the girl feels it, y'all didn't have sex. His penis likes you. It's all that means. It got hard. It will once you realize that we're not gonna do anything, the dude will be up for a while and then he'll he'll go back down. Like everything ain't a sin. And some stuff is. <laughs> so just like normalizing like bodies. Like you don't plan attraction. You don't I don't get up in the morning and go, I can't wait to see somebody as fine as Juliet. That doesn't happen. Yet there are other beautiful women beside Juliet. But I met Juliet and I picked her and that's the, that's the beauty I'm rocking with to the day I die. I can acknowledge another woman's beauty without having one and have sex with her. So I, I just want to just wanna make sure we all have that. So y'all had sex before. Now you're in Christ. You're not going to have sex. Cool. Make sure the boundaries are tight. And um, keep it moving. I hope that helps. I love doing this. Kingdom Citizen, have any advice on getting over plateaus in your walk? Desire deeper relationship, but I feel stuck where I am. Um, plateaus are fantastic. Uh, let me tell you what, what, what plateaus give you the opportunity to do. They give you the opportunity for assessment. If, you, if you're a plateau... To describe it as a plateau means that you feel like you were moving up and then it plateaued. Well, the plateau allows you to assess before you start moving up again. Plateaus give you natural breaks before you start another ascent. So don't don't look at plateaus as like, oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of flat. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not having the same effect. Um, usually it's a rest stop before your next ascent. And so look at plateaus as a gift from God. I used to uh, talk about this when I was a lead pastor. We, we'd have these incredible growth spurts, let's say numerically, and then it would plateau. The plateau was for us to adjust before the numbers go back up. We'd have a, we, we, we'd, uh, uh, have a, uh, uh, an ascent financially, and the money would come in and it would be great, and then the money would plateau, and that gave us an assessment of what to do next before we had another um, ascent financially spiritual growth same thing oh we just and then it plateaued doesn't plateaus don't mean something's wrong it, it means you get to assess everything that's going on before the next descent or descent everything in plus go up 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 you know what's, you know what happens when you get to the top of the mountain you got to come down and if you look at down as negative you can wind up dead on a mountain ask everest Jonathan Gamble. Hi, Tim. Uh, really need assistance here. My fiance's father, a toxic church bishop, opposes plans to move out, seeking advice on setting boundaries and ways to assist her leaving her family. He opposes plans for her to move out? I just want to make sure I understand that. Opposes plans to move out of what? 
I don't have enough information on that. I'm I'm so sorry. I don't even want to attempt to answer that if I don't have the proper context to it. Um Is this a, is this a question? Question from a twenty-two from a twenty-two-year-old college student here. I'm currently t- talking to a great woman of God, and I'm wondering what pursuing a godly way looks like while guarding my heart. I'm I'm wondering what a pursue what pursuing in a oh pursuing her. Okay, so a great woman of God, great. Okay, so you love God clearly. Um you found a woman that loves God and you want to pursue her uh, while guarding your heart. I'm wondering what pursuing in a godly way looks like while guarding your heart. Um, I don't want to complicate this. <laughs> if you like a girl, pursue, pursue her. State your intentions. This is how I got Juliet, okay? I, I'm, I laid eyes on Juliet. I was 22. Yeah, I was 22. Juliet was still in her teens. That sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was 18. Uh, she was 19. Yeah, she was 18, about to turn 19 when I met her. Okay, yeah. Did I think she was a woman of God? Yeah, that's after I looked at that booty. I'm going to just keep it a buck. She was attractive to me. Attractive enough that I was like, I know there's 7 billion or 8 billion people in the world. I don't need to see the rest of them. Wrap this one up. I want this one right here. Oh, we have another model coming out in two, but I don't care. <laughs> there's, an iPhone t- there's an iPhone 15. I'm marrying the 7. <laughs> and I'm never getting an update. I'll get the over-the-air update, but I'm not updating the phone. I'll take this raggedy camera to my grave. Like, that's what I did. I chose her. But before I knew she was a woman of God and prayed and fasted and all that kind of stuff, that booty, though. I love God. <laughs> I promise you, I love God. And my eyes work. I'm attracted to a certain thing. And that bump was a blessing. This B could be basement. It could be booty. It could be blessing. <laughs> I'm, I'm wilding. Um, so, so, so then I found out she's a woman of God and then I pursued her with godly intentions. I was not trying to get in her draws. I promise you I was trying to get in her mind. I wanted it. it yes, this physical attraction led me to like notice her. And then I'm like, wow. She really does love God. She's walking around with a Dake's Bible that has 100,000 hours of study notes in it, and she actually read the whole thing. And she got saved when she was nine years old, and she has a fierce commitment to God, and she believes in the scriptures, and she lives her life the right way. And then I enjoy her company. Then I just want to be around her. Now I just want to hear her breathe on the phone. And now this, that, and the other, and whatever issues that we're going to have where we clash, I am committed to figuring it out because I don't want to live my life without this girl. I pursued her with godly intentions. And I acknowledge that I was attracted to her. 
So I don't want to just keep things all deep and spiritual. And it might be that for you. I'm just I'm just saying for me. So guard your heart from sexualizing this woman. Right? From seeing yourself in the bed with her. And if if the attraction and the spark is there and you want to pursue her, state those intentions, man. You are in a human body. Because I promise you, there ain't no sex in heaven. So we ain't going to have to worry about this. But while we are in this body, that's going to be a thing. That's why every other question that we that we answer in here has to do with our sex and our sexuality. It's a big part of our lives. And we live in a sexualized culture. I am altogether speaking to Corinth. That's who I that's who my gospel is for. My gospel is for Corinthians. <laughs> Not for Philippians or or Ephesians or Colossians or Thessalonians. I am for Corinthians. Corinth was all together L.A., New Orleans, New York City, Miami Beach, and Las Vegas. That was Corinth. They were the most off-the-hook people that you have ever met. That's who I'm for. We Gucci? Um, uh, culinary Cutie, please get on that one. Hey, Tim, should Christians be communicating with their deceased family members? And or learning on assistance from them or science from them? Nope. Nope. Double nope. Triple nope. Quadruple nope. Quintuplet nope. All the nopes. Nope on a rope. Nope with soap. Nope with a gnome. That's not, it doesn't rhyme, but it was close enough. Nope, nope. Double nope. All the nopes. Do not communicate with your deceased family members. Because you're not talking to your deceased family members. You're talking to a demon. Moving on. Go back up. Let me see if that. Um, are the women who are pastors of churches living in sin based on 2 Timothy 11 through 15? Uh, my friend, new male Christian, says it's wrong to listen to these women and enjoying <laughs> Women Empowerment Conferences. I'm glad you brought this up, Mona. So let me read the scripture that your friend gave you. First, uh, 2 Timothy. Uh, what, uh, 2, 11 through 15, or it might be the other one. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. It's 1 Timothy. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, 11. Women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not... I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve. Uh, it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they live, they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. First of all, before I, an before I answer this question, let me just say, I believe the Bible is inerrant. I believe that the Bible is God-breathed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and uh, these writers, these 40 men who wrote over 1,500 years, uh, were did so under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And, not but, and. As it relates to the teachings that Paul has on women, there is uh, a polemical view. There is a 
cultural view and there is a universal view. Uh, I won't take time to break down all three. What I will say is um, that I believe that Paul's uh, teachings around women are cultural. I do not believe that um, these passages bind all women from teaching. Culturally, based on who he was writing to at the time that he was writing, I believe that there were women that Paul was specifically addressing that he did not give permission to teach and or preach. The jury's out on who's right and who's wrong. Here's what I know. I have seen personally too many women who are anointed and graced by God and gifted in preaching and teaching who have led people to Jesus to believe that they have been operating illegally <laughs> and somehow the validation of their ministry and or the souls that have come to Jesus as a result of their teaching and preaching is uh, void because they shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. Starting with Maxine Ross, who was the lead pastor of God's Way Holding This Fellowship, the church that I gave my life to Jesus in January 14th of 1996, 28 years ago. My soul was saved because a woman was obedient enough to start a church in the middle of her living room. She pastored that church for 15 years. It never got over 100 people. She did it all bivocationally with my dad, and many souls were saved, including mine. If my salvation is the result of a woman whose ministry is invalid based on this passage of Scripture, explain it. You explain it. Next question. Uh, somebody said, Deborah, go back up. Deborah, for all intents and purposes, the prophet, queen, and judge over Israel. Listen, you know, people... Um, I'm the wrong person to ask a question like this because I'm a low-key feminist. Like, I might be high-key. I don't know. Like, I empower women. Women are safe around me. Women's bodies are safe around me. I empower women. I'm sorry. I empower men. I empower women. You get around me, I'm going to make you a disciple of Jesus. I'm not like, oh, 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 breast and a vagina. You need to get home. You can be a kindergarten teacher. Imagine telling Priscilla Shire. Hey, I know you're one of the best Bible teachers around. I got a great sixth grade class that you can teach. But you can't teach a grown man who has hair on his balls because he won't be able to 
he won't be able to learn anything from you, Priscilla. But a little boy, <laughs> a prepubescent boy with no hair on his balls, he'll, he, he can listen to you. Priscilla, it's just, you, you know, your femininity and your, it's just the Lord, you know, you and Eve, y'all can both be deceived. <laughs> How dare us? We probably need more, more women pastors because these men can't control their penises. There's a bunch of men out here taking down boys and girls. We probably need more women. <laughs> okay, y'all wanted it. Y'all got it. That's my answer. And I'll hang out with anybody that would like to talk about it. <sighs> I'm going to go. I'm a, Okay. I've, I said I was going to go three hours. I think I'm good right here. That one on them women. <sighs> I lo let me tell you something. I love my sisters. I love my sisters. I've always, y'all can go back in my, y'all can check the record on me, go all the way back in my ministry from the time I was a young adult pastor. I always had a fire woman who could teach the Bible, starting with Katie Creel, my spiritual daughter, who is six foot one, flat footed, blonde hair, blue eyes, could teach the paint off the walls. She was better than any dude I had. And you mean to tell me I was going to let her teach? The anointing is absolutely on her, and I'm not going to let her teach. But, 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 but Paul said what Paul said was true. And it's not a but. It's an and. Two things can be true. These women couldn't teach. And perhaps these women could. These women could. So it doesn't mean it's, it's one at the expense of the other. Maybe it's both and. And if we wrong, let's just find out when we get there. But in the meantime, Priscilla's leading a lot of people to Jesus Christ. In the meantime, Jackie Hill Perry's leading a lot of people to Jesus Christ. In the meantime, Katie Krill and Katie Kazadi are lead, leading a lot of people to Jesus Christ. In the meantime, uh, what, uh, Christine Kane is leading a lot of people to the body of Christ. Uh, what's the other girl name? Beth Beth Moore is leading a lot of people to the to the body of Christ. Like what? What, what does it take from what is it? Are men going away? Hell, y'all got ninety nine percent of the pulpits. You pissed off because seven women got a church. You I just, I just named you like the top like. I, you got ninety nine point two percent, man. You added you mad at point eight percent. You pissed off uh, that Joyce Meyer can fill a convention center in her 70s and you can't? You can't get a damn men's prayer breakfast together. You mad at Joyce. Stop, stop playing. Okay. All right. May the Lord watch. <laughs> I'm going into my old uh, African-American uh, Baptist close. May the Lord watch between me and thee. 
while we are absent, one from another, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Not Press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah. So press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be.